Happy Saturday night, Saturday simulcast uh, with Tom Deanhart and Alan Carpick joining you. And uh, after the Boilermakers, 30, what was the 35 to 24, 35 to 24 uh, loss to Wisconsin as Purdue uh, kind of went down in flames today to the Badgers in, in Camp Randall Stadium. And I want to thank our sponsor, the, of course, the Union Club Hotel and the 811 Bistro Boiler Up Bar. It was a tough day for Purdue, Tom, and uh, it, it kind of got that way when you get down 21 to nothing. Uh, just it seemed like a cascade of uh, miscues to start this football game. Can't say, at least for myself, that I saw this coming, but when you see that pick six and you go down 14 nothing, you say, and then, like like you said, then you don't make a 27-yard field goal. The nice way to say it is it wasn't your day, but it sure wasn't Purdue's day. No, you're exactly right. There's no way you can you can come to any other summation, Alan. <clears throat> Disappointment, um, exasperating. When you've got so much in front of you, Alan, uh, you're tied to top the Big Ten West. A world of possibilities still await you. You can actually control the Big Ten West by yourself for at least one week because Illinois was off, right? You had sole possession of first place in the Big Ten West. You won four games in a row, coming off a pretty nice effort against Nebraska. And then there's this. There's <laughs> this. <laughs> and four minutes into the game, it's 14 to nothing. And I, you, you hate to make a big overstatement, but golly, it sure felt like it was over then. <laughs> yeah. 35 to 24 is the final score, but it felt like it was 100 to 15. Um, Purdue was never in this game. At least I never felt at any point in this game was Wisconsin really threatened. And uh, there's enough blame to go around. We could be on this this simulcast for two hours pointing fingers. Um, I guess the most positive thing you can say is Purdue's ability to win the West is still in front of it, Alan. Yeah. If it wins out, if it wins out, it can still win the Big Ten West. It comes up on an off week. Now they can catch their breath. They can sort of reset, get people healthy, try to get some things cleaned up, especially in the secondary, and sort of move forward, Alan. But I tell you what, if you're a coach, you don't want to spend too much time going over uh, the, the, the gory details of this game here. You do have things you have to correct, but again, um, move on and, 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 and try to focus on what you can still accomplish down the road here. Yeah, I mean, it's a plain fact. Purdue wins the next four. They win. They go to Indianapolis. It's as simple as that. I don't think anybody has to get beat beat in front of them or anything. But, yeah, I I agree with that. I think what was disconcerting was just, like, things we talked about before the game, like Mm -hmm. stopping the run, uh, limiting Wisconsin to, 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 you know, as Purdue has done all year uh, defensively against the run. Well, that was out the window today because Wisconsin got several gashing runs, Braylon Allen, uh, certainly the first among them, but there were others uh, that really, uh, really kind of makes you question. And again, maybe that's the best time for a bye week is you can kind of erase all that and move on. And that will test the coaching staff and the players. I mean, Aiden O'Connell wasn't very good today. Mm -hmm. Uh, Charlie Jones was, he made probably one of the great catches I've seen. Uh, the, the the six bounce catch. I know you didn't get a chance to watch it on on TV, but it, it's already shown up as the ESPN play of the day. Devin Mockaby had over a hundred yards rushing, uh, so you have to give him credit. 
I thought it was also interesting, at least on the radio portion of it, that Jeff Brom talked about it, thought his team gave effort, yeah. didn't quit. Uh, I, you know, it didn't seem, I, I you know, coaches are going to say that, and Jeff's usually pretty honest about what he sees, but uh, I didn't think it was a, a uh, you know, a great effort, but that was maybe just because of the way the game was. They were so far out of the game in a game that you expected to be one that went right down the wire, just flat didn't. And it really was kind of an anticlimactic afternoon from after the four-minute mark in the first quarter. I mean, I think you're right. Good time for the Wisconsin homecoming crowd, Alan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they yeah, yeah. Did and a great great time for Jim Leonard to have a resume builder, certainly, yeah. as he as he, he certainly looked the part. That's uh, a nice win for you if you're if you're in the in the hunt for that job. Uh, he certainly seems like a good fit from my perspective. Even though I still think it's nuts that they that they get rid of Paul Chris, but maybe there was more to it than that. But uh, you have to give them credit. Wisconsin came to play, stuck it right to Purdue from the get go. You yeah. know, even the pick six, they did also run right down the field on Purdue to start the football game. Yeah. So, uh, all those things tied to a very long afternoon for the Boilermakers. Yeah, I think at least one good long pass play yeah. on that opening drive, too. Like a hot knife through butter. <laughs> that was demoralizing. Then, of course, like you said, Aiden followed up with a pick six, and your shoulders slumped. At least my shoulders slumped a little bit. And, um, yeah, to get in that type of a hole in that environment against that opponent, uh, just not ideal for Purdue, Allen. Uh, big plays for Wisconsin. You know, Graham Mertz only threw for 203 yards, uh, but he averaged 15.6 yards per completion. Yeah. Uh, he had, what, a 39-yard uh, catch, 20, a 29-yard or 19-yard. So some big plays in the past game once again after we know the staff spent a lot of time, Allen, last week trying to tighten up some of the loose ends in that secondary there's still quite a few leaks that sprung. And then, of course, running the football, that's always Wisconsin's, you know, trademark, Allen. 178 yards rushing. Um, finally, so many rushes for 100 yards against Purdue. Braylon Allen, surprise, surprise, right? Uh, yeah. He averaged 7.1 yards per carry. Some big runs, 54 yards, 41 yards. Um, but, again, back to the secondary, Allen. Uh, what a mess. I mean, I can't yeah. think of any other way to put it. On top of the, the 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 bust, now they're losing people. Yeah. So Corey Trice didn't play most of the game. Not sure what's wrong with him. He was hurt early. Then Jamari Brown goes out too. So you're down to Reese Taylor, and then you're playing a walk-on wide receiver as your other cornerback. And then they use Javon Grigsby, a redshirt freshman, a little bit too, is really a safety. Of course, we know Chris Jefferson's been out too. So that's a, that's another D back out. So. My goodness, Alan, it's it, it's it's really becoming. I'll say it was. I'm not sure if DefCon One is worse than DefCon Five. <laughs> my yeah. war games, my war games knowledge is not good, but it's not a good situation right now. They've got to get this secondary figured out. We need to find out how 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 long Trice and Brown are going to be out. Number one, um, that's that's key. They got to get those two guys back, and um, still the tackling too. Alan Cam Allen had a bad bust. On one of the last touchdowns, Wisconsin scored. He didn't play the rest of the game either. Um, so, again, some of the tackling back there is still shoddy. So, uh, yeah, just just a lot of issues back there um, for the defense. And offensively, you talk about Aiden O'Connell. Jeff Brom said in the postgame it wasn't one of his better days. I think we all realized that. Three interceptions, Allen. 
Now, yeah. the last one really wasn't his fault. It went through Perferi's hands. But Brom talked about last year, I forgot, you know, Purdue had five turnovers against Wisconsin last year. Uh, you're not going to beat any good team like that. And tonight, of course, we see three turnovers once again. So, um, again, I was surprised as anybody, Alan. I was singing Aiden O'Connell O'Connell's praises all week. Thought he was going to rip these guys apart. His final numbers don't look bad, but, again, the interceptions were killer. So uh, that was disappointing. I'll leave you with this, Devin Mockaby, buddy. The legend grows, right? <laughs> Instead of crazy leg, let's call him the franchise, okay? Um, a true bright spot, once again, runs very hard at a 30-yard run early. A third 100-yard game this year, Alan. He's got almost 600 yards rushing. Outside shot to run for 1,000. I figured out he's got to run average 140 yards over the last four games, which is a lot. But nonetheless, what, what a fun story for Purdue season. Yeah, no doubt. First Purdue player. We didn't ever figure that out, but I think it was the first one since uh, since 1995 to run for 100 against Wisconsin. And, and really? I'm missing something. I think we're right on that. I think it was uh, Mike Allstott and Ed Watson both Same running man. for wild on Wisconsin that game in 95. But, when's, the last time, when's the last time one guy ran for 103 games in a season? Yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been Markel a while. Jones. Maybe 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 Markel Jones. Yeah, it might be, but but either way, uh, statistically, and as they always say, there are liars, damn liars, and statistics. Yeah. And Purdue, Purdue wins the passing yardage. And yes, Aiden O'Connell. As much as you have to love Aiden, Aiden O'Connell as a player and what he's done, but this is just not one of his finest hours. And I, I thought, and, and maybe, you know, it's hard to know if he's 100%. I don't know if we're going to throw that back on anything at all. But I just I just felt they were just kind of, and, and you could see, at least on television, Jeff Brom having words, strong words with Aiden O'Connell, uh, at least in terms of, you know, like kind of like, what are you doing, son? That type of stuff. <laughs> and that is shocking to me just because of what Aiden O'Connell has brought to the table game in and game out. So I guess the uh, the way to get through this on the Saturday night is that Purdue is the faster you put this in the rearview mirror, the better off you are. Yeah. Uh, you move on, even though it is, I will say still. Uh, yes, Purdue has it all in front of them. They win their next four and they'll play in Indianapolis. But right now, as I say right now, there's no indication that you're going to beat Illinois in two weeks or three weeks or whenever that game is, unless you fix some things and fix them in a hurry because uh, teams, it's now maybe, maybe it's a case, Tom, you know more, more about this than I do, but maybe it's now a case that people know what to do now against Purdue's uh, defense uh, a little bit. We saw last week Nebraska obviously stating the obvious, throwing up throwing up top. Uh, and today we saw some throwing up top, but we also saw some uh, some pretty good running as well. And, and like you said, long runs. Uh, Allen had the 41-yard run, and how do, yeah. how do you pronounce his name? Gerondo, the 54-yarder, which he basically went untouched. I mean, that was yeah. – Kind of bizarro world, maybe pretty just to get lined up. And the other thing you talked about too, which you were well, you know, looked at the statistics and and talked about it. And there was nothing wrong with it. Purdue finally gave up points off turnovers this week, fourteen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, again, uh, just just a tough performance. And yet, um, you know, there's uh, you got your you, you, like you said, Iowa gets just absolutely embarrassed again today offensively. I know Ohio State's really good, but they may have what's a half dozen turnovers. 
Indiana loses to Rutgers, Northwestern loses again to Maryland, though they played them relatively well. Um, you know, you've got three games that you really should win. And uh, maybe maybe it's as simple as you got three weeks to get yourself really ready. I mean, you can't look past Iowa. I get that. But you got you got to figure out a way to just get back to where you were. You know, we were watching today, Tom, and you were busy. But, uh, heck, you watched Syracuse, Syracuse really yeah. have a golden opportunity to beat Clemson. I mean, how funny would your record look had, had that happened? Because you should have beaten Syracuse. You should have mm-hmm. beaten Penn State. You shouldn't have won today. We know that. Uh, but uh, the way the game played out. But uh, again, it's all is not lost. Purdue's just got to go find a way to write itself and we'll see if they can get that done. Yeah, you're right, Al. And um, plenty of possibilities left. I'm with you. That matchup in Champaign on November 12th, you know, Illinois built a lot like Wisconsin, Alan. Of course, Brett yeah. Beatham has coached both those programs and he's got another ground pounding offense, right? Uh, we all know about Chase Brown, and he's got a heck of a defense, Alan. Maybe the best defense in the Big Ten yep. by his coordinator, Ryan Walters, who's a real hot commodity. So, you're right. Um, you like Purdue's chances against Iowa at home, against Northwestern at home, and at Indiana. But, my goodness, um, that game at Illinois, again, um, the matchups wouldn't seem to favor Purdue. That's still, I know, a ways away. I don't want to get too, too far ahead of ourselves. Um, but who knows? I, I still would like, I'm still going to take my chances, Alan, going to Champaign to play those guys. See really how good they are. For some reason, I'm still holding out some, some reservation. Who are they really beat now? Who's Illinois? Right, and, I'm, and I'm with you. I still go back to the August. I you know, a little bit of that too. I, you know, that was the game that you circled as a sure win. I know the world <laughs> yeah. completely changed, but you know, yeah, let's just, and, and that's why I think, the shock and awe of of the way the game played today played out today, though it was over early, really. In, in reality, it really was. Um, uh, though Purdue, you know, did a couple things and had a couple opportunities to kind of get back in it. They didn't. Um, but, you know, again, maybe you have to say this is a bad performance and let's let's move on. You know, we we're comparing and I'm not comparing this Purdue football team to the Rose Bowl team or anything like that. But Drew Brees and company after beating Ohio State goes to Michigan State who finished last place and lays an egg beyond compare. Uh, it happens. Move on. And uh, and yet I'm with you on that is move on. Yes. But don't, you know, figure out what you sure. what you're not doing right. And, and Jeff Brom and company will have to do that. Oh, no, you know, on, on that same vein, along with that same vein, Alan, Jeff Brom talked exactly about that thing in the post game. He said he wanted this to burn. He yeah. said it should burn everybody, everybody on the staff, everybody on that roster. This one should burn, should resonate. This should bother you. And um, we'll see, right? We'll see. I think I was a fair to say, I, I thought maybe Priest tired. They played eight, eight weeks in a row. Although, remember, out in the 80s, everybody played 11 games. No, there were no pods <laughs> in the 80s. I digress. But anyway, they've been going. They've been going a long time, and they can get a little catch your breath, try to solve some personnel issues, work on scheme, wipe the old slate clean, and um, because again, those, those four games are very doable. It's not Ohio State and Michigan on the no. on deck circle, Alan. No disrespect to those four opponents, but um, we like to think Purdue probably is going to be favored in three of those four. And uh, 
So yeah, just a nice setup. Anyway, if I if I flash back to August too, Alan, I picked every game for Purdue this year, and I had them at five and three at this point. There you go. Different. I had them winning at Syracuse and losing to Minnesota, but I had them at five and three, and uh, still pretty good. If you'd have told me Purdue would be five and three, three and two at, at the break in August, that's that's pretty good, right? Yeah. But we're all we, we all knew. Everybody knows once you get a taste down, you want more. You want more, and uh, you're not satisfied. So I get it. To I'm, I'm like everybody else, but five and three. This could be a an eight or nine win team, Alan, and that's not too bad. That's not too bad. Yeah, and I think uh, going back to what is it, sixteen in a row, and you have to go back to what the Chicago series with Purdue back in the eight days of Amos Alonzo yeah. stag. But I like your point about it's got to burn, and and. And I'm not saying, again, I don't pretend to walk in the shoes of these these kids, so to speak. But I did feel like, and again, I'm watching on TV, you're there, so it's not a fair assessment. I just felt like we just, did, did, that there there was a lack, Purdue lacked energy and everywhere, it just whatever. And that may have been the function of the way the game started, but it just didn't seem like, it seemed like there was no pizzazz in what was going on. And I understand that, that uh, some, sometimes Purdue with Aiden O'Connell's kind of plays a a straightforward game, and and that's because of the way the quarterback is. But it just seemed like you were lacking energy. Maybe you're right. Maybe it was a little bit of the fatigue factor, the injury factor, or something is going to be a real concern. And uh, but boy, you'd like to ride the inspiration of a guy like Devin Mockaby, and to be honest, also a guy like Aiden O'Connell, who is still a great story no matter what happens for the rest of his career. Uh, you hope that you could find your way to get that energy, put your eggs in one basket to use a Daryl Hazel term, and get yourself get yourself right in against Iowa and and fight like heck against Illinois and see if you can get the job done and what will be a you know, what will be a, a, a big college football game. Illinois still has to go to Michigan, Michigan. Yeah. Uh, it has to go to Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, but That's right now the challenge is you got to beat them head to head because you don't want to, you can't be tied with them if, if they beat you. So uh, again, fun to look ahead, disappointing loss. Uh, yeah. Spared, we spared Brian Newbert being on this. He's down and uh, he got to cover basketball today yeah. and watching Jaden Ivy tonight in Indianapolis uh, though the, it doesn't sound like the Pistons had a real good game tonight either. But uh, we'll move on, my friend, and uh, we'll relive this. You need a bye week, too, and that'll be a good thing, and we'll get back. Now, wouldn't, you have, wouldn't you have thought, if I would have told you Purdue would have a 100-yard rusher today, wouldn't yeah. you have thought, man, Purdue's going to roll them. <laughs> a 100-yard rusher, a 300-yard passer, and a 100-yard receiver, I'd like Purdue's chances, and that's where statistics lie to you. And Aiden O'Connell, his first three between 300 and 350-yard game of his career, right? So first time when he's thrown for over 300, he didn't make 350, but uh, that it's might be a – Interceptions, the pick six – Oh, I think that was that was probably even though it, in that situation, Tom, it was disappointing that Purdue had to settle for a field goal you want because something. they got down there. But you still can't miss that. And, and it's just uh, like that's when you're that's when you're just gra- gasping for air. You yeah. want some positivity. You want that zero to get off the scoreboard. You want some life, and then oh god. Yeah. And I think, I think this team needed, yeah, that, that kick uh, also just, you, 
some level of stability and and they didn't get it. So, you know what, Tom, though, if we keep talking, we're going to be on for two hours. I know, okay. <laughs> no, I, I, I think, yeah, you got a bed behind you there and you need to get in it after this is over and get your work done. But no, we, we, it just was, and uh, we always appreciate your coverage and, uh, and uh, we'll see. Uh, I, know the gra- I know the grades aren't going to be real good tomorrow. And as you go back and watch this one again, but Let's take a breath of a break for a week and see what we can get. Uh, it will be interesting. That's the good thing. And you got to give Jeff Brom and company. If you look at the big picture, it, it is interesting football. They're, they're playing for something, even though today was a huge disappointment. And uh, that will be, uh, and, and at least you're doing that in November. They'll keep you, they'll, they'll, they'll we'll yeah. keep us interested and we'll have a storyline to tell or come back to a sellout crowd in Ross Age Stadium. Yeah. Maybe that'll give the Boilermakers rekindle some energy uh, so that they can make a run in November. We'll, we'll real, find real, real, Just real quick, lastly, Alan, next week, uh, Purdue's going to practice on Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah, we're going to talk to Jeff Brom on Tuesday, and that's going to be it for the week. Just let people know. Then uh, the staff is going to hit the road on Wednesday. They'll be out Wednesday through Saturday after practice, recruiting, visiting the commitments. And uh, the team's going to be off basically Friday and Saturday. They're going to come in Thursday to lift the weight. So that's kind of sort of an idea what the schedule looks like for the, for the staff and the players this coming week. No Jeff Brom radio show. No Jeff Brown Monday press conference. We'll just talk to him after practice around five, 10 minutes on Tuesday. All right. Sounds good. And, and we'll look forward to that. And uh, a lot of basketball on the site this week. Also, as the Boilermakers get ready for uh, exhibition season and all that uh, will be coming. And, and again, we can check that out as well. All right, Tom, have a safe trip home tomorrow. And uh, it is a going to be a beautiful fall day, I think, for you. Even on the way, I mean, we get to look at those leaves, yeah, uh, and uh, and do all that on the way back, and uh, uh, and dream of better days ahead for Purdue. But uh, either way, you're going to cover them, win or lose. So that's part. That's the way it works in this business. So, all right, safe travels. Thanks again. Thanks to the Union Club Hotel. For all they do, and the Boiler Up Bar, the 811 Bistro, um, it is a beautiful, it's an idyllic fall campus weekend here in West Lafayette, and uh, the union is certainly part of that. All right, have a good one, and we'll see you next week. No, we won't see you next week. We'll see you in two weeks after the the, uh, um, big uh, game against Iowa and uh, more of our Saturday conversation. Take care, all. Thank you.